My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 45, starts now. Trying to seem like they're trying to beat him like an old slave, trying to run him too much, but. Uh... <laughs> Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is episode number 45, and this is B2 and OB. That's what I'm just going to go by for the rest of my life. Because it seems like... You, every- sound, you sound so fucking energetic, dude. Like, fuck. <laughs> you're, you're so excited. 2 and O it's is like great. Tennis is like terrible now. Man. It's great. It's great when you're 2 and O because now you're starting to look ahead. You're starting to say, okay, this is feeling good. Um, my whole mindset changes. I'm going to be looking at about a... I need to start thinking about a buy. Another one one or two wins, basically. And oh, man. And it's a familiar position for me. I am a front runner. I always start out well most of the time. I am with the two-time champion. And three-time overall champion. Two-time defending yeah, champion. Yeah, three-time champion. Got, got you. Got you. It is dog, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, people? What's up? What's going on? And dog is also in a familiar position. One and one. He's not a front runner. He likes to pick... And choose and miss and match as he goes, as you know, his team maybe is not the strongest coming out of the draft as it was the previous two years when he won the championship. This year ran into injuries with Le'Veon Bell, some uh, running back issues as well in terms of usage with uh, Mark Ingram. But Mark Ingram got in the box for you, doggy. It's been two weeks. What do right. you know now about this fantasy season that's going to help you turn around? What stands out about this season for you, doggy? Well, this season. Um... For me, and probably for a lot of fantasy owners, you're going to have to win, you know, through the supplemental draft. You're going to have to win through the waiver wire. That's right. You know, you have to, you you know, uh, it's, it's, it's getting kind of hard with all these injuries now. You know, it's, uh, this season's kind of, you know, a pandemic, man. It's strange. Yes. It's eerie. It's, it feels uh, different. And, you know, it's for me, it's going to be a grind. I could, I could just feel that type of season. Just like last year, I was six, five and two. That's right. You know, so, and then I still won the ship. So it's, it's, it's going to be a grind week by week. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what I've learned. Like every season, season is different, but this one is like this pandemic shit is, is crazy. Yes. And what I've learned at two and oh, ladies and gentlemen, yes, thank you. Two and oh, um, you're going to have to be more than any other time before. You're going to have to be deep this year. You are going to have to have, a, a, obviously, an awesome starting lineup, but also a reliable bench because we haven't even gotten to COVID yet, and we had the just this litany of injuries to high-profile players last week, and we'll get into that. But you're going to have to be deep, folks. You're going to have to be willing to make a trade or pick up a waiver wire claim on somebody that's going to essentially make you, you can't get enough players that can play every week, folks. And you got to spot, you got to rub out that diamond. You got to look for that, find that piece of coal and turn it into a diamond because you're going to have to be deep because of COVID and because of these injuries. And you know, these injuries are occurring probably because there was no preseason. There was no real right. camp. There's no preseason. Yeah. A lot of soft tissue injuries, which is sort of, you know, it, it kind of comes with that territory. So, be deep. Talk to your commissioner. If your commissioner has not, you say, I'm an awesome commissioner, folks. I'm a commissioner of our Coxman League. Yes, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen. And what I like to do is, in this season, I gave everybody an extra roster spot. We're now using IR spots as well. 
just in, as a precaution and just sort of expecting the worst this season. Because it's, it's only week two, and things have blown up in people's faces, basically. So make sure you have a good commissioner. Talk to your commissioner if he hasn't given you an extra roster spot. Figure that shit out, because it's going to get wild, folks. Um, speaking of injuries, we'll jump right in. The biggest injury, or the biggest couple of injuries, you got Saquon Barkley. You got wow. Christian McCaffrey. You got Devontae Adams. You got Mike Thomas. Yeah. You got Raheem Mostert. You got Sterling Shepard. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And look, don't forget about your San Francisco defense guys out there. Bosa's out. Exactly. That hurts, you know, for the San Francisco defense. Yeah, most definitely. So you want to be... Which is my defense. Yes, there you go. So it, it's hitting close to home. And so, yeah. again, I, I will say it again. More, time, more than any time in other fantasy years, you're going to have to get deep, folks. And and I I got a little deeper this year in a in a trade so far, and I did a trade with Doggy. We'll talk about it the, sort of toward the end of the show. Oh, you worked me. Yeah, it was it was well for for one week it it worked out well, but we will yeah. see how it pans out through the rest of the year. Um, because you have to essentially fill in for these injuries. What do you do if if you're a Saquon Barkley owner, dog? Where are you going? What what's man, up? You, you, shit, you you get it right on the nose, man. They're gonna start giving the ball to uh, Devontae Freeman. Yes, you know. Yes, they gave him some money. Yes. So what are they gonna do? Just sit him on the bench? You no. know, he's, uh, he's their best runner right now. You know, so uh, they're gonna have to definitely get him the ball. So um, with Saquon, that's who I would go after. Yeah, you have to go after Freeman. Yeah, an obvious free agent, Deion Lewis probably gets the bulk of the carries this week. Maybe. Maybe. After that is definitely, I I believe, Devontae Freeman time. I was fortunate enough to get him as a free agent. Uh, He did not make the waiver wire because as NFL.com, they allow you to pick free agents up after, you know, if they have not played. He obviously had not played, and I was able to snipe him before others were able to. Um, Christian McCaffrey, what's the situation there? What do you do there, dog? Ooh, that is a tough one. Who they have down there? Davis. That's right, Mike Davis. So, um, I mean, you have to go with Mike Davis. Um, that's going to be tough. I hope, like, because they're not going to feature Mike Davis like they as much as they um, feature Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So, it's a, that's a tough situation. Hopefully, you can pick up another back on a different team. You know, um, that's what I would try to do because I'm not really sold on Mike Davis like that. Yeah, because Christian McCaffrey is a different type of animal. Yeah, no, I I like Mike Davis uh, because just for the simple fact that he's going to get multiple weeks. It's not a one and done. It's not a quickie marriage. You have this guy for four, five, six weeks. They put I I think they put Christian McCaffrey on IR today, so it's going to be there. No, Mike Davis is not the most spectacular runner. Um, No, he's not obviously someone you thought you'd end your fantasy season with. But just out of volume, and the position of running back is a volume position, you, you go with him. And if you can, he's gonna, he should be your first waiver wire playing. But we'll get to ads and drops later. Um, this one hurt close to home. I am a Raheem Mostert manager. Um, you know, in this case, I'm not going to s- jump out and go get McKinnon. Uh, one reason he gets hurt. Uh, another reason is that there's, it's still sort of a, a backfield that's going to be in flux. And the most important reason is Raheem Mostert may be back for week four. So Yeah, and look at uh, Tevin Coleman. He's hurt. Now I have him. Exactly. I was hoping for an injury. Now he's doubtful. Yeah. So, well, you know, they're, they're, their backfield, just like you said, is just 
in flux, man. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of what we just talked about in Carolina, where Mike Davis, like I said, gets all this time. He's going to get four to six weeks or however long Christian McCaffrey's out. Mostert tweaked his knee, was fortunate to, uh, to bounce back in that New York Jets game, and may look at uh, what is it, week four as a possibility. Uh, another one close to home, doggy, Devontae Adams. What do you do? Well, um, you lay low. It's a mild hamstring injury. But one thing about the hamstring injuries, they seem to reoccur during the um, season often. Um, but I don't I don't believe in scattling. I, I say play another receiver on your bench or you go out there and get a Harry from New England. He got a lot of targets last year, you know. I mean, last week. Sorry yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, from Tom Brady. So, uh, hey, he has to look at somebody else besides Edelman. He's a pretty big receiver. So uh, I would kind of like look look at him, target him. Yeah. Harry from New England. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you, dog. I, I, oh, not Tom Brady. I mean Cam Newton. Sorry, there guys. You go. I mean, yeah, well, old, old habit to die hard there, doggy. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat. Uh, Devontae Adams, I don't trust any of those <laughs> Green Bay receivers in terms of delivering consistently on a fantasy right. basis, and that's what you want at this time of the year. That's what you want all year, someone consistent. There's no, there's no difference between Valdez-Scantling and Lazard and whoever else happens to be running patterns for the Green Bay Packers next week. Um, look elsewhere. Don't look as a prior as a pri- primary priority to Green Bre- to Green Bay. I can't talk right now. Um, right. Look other places. There may be fantasy gold to be found on that waiver wire. Um, last injury: Sterling Shepard. Not really a surprise. Sterling Shepard's hurt every year, folks. Yeah. Do we have to talk about Sterling? <laughs> we. I mean. Every year, man, this is like really sad. Yeah, the only thing I think this means is that Slayton becomes more valuable, and I think probably by next year, Slayton is the number one wide receiver, and they may look uh, to maybe uh, distance themselves from Shepard because it's just been too many years, too many injuries, and that's all I would have to say. Slayton does have more value. If you have him, great. If you need to get him, go get him. Um, I don't believe he's on any waiver wires at this late juncture in the season. Um, so that's all I'd have to say about Sterling Shepard. Um, and then you got one of your other boys, man. Uh, you didn't mention yet. Uh, he stays hurt too, just like Sterling. Uh, Watkins. Sammy, Sammy yeah, man, Sammy, but Sammy somebody, bounces back. I think somebody, Sammy. Somebody slapped him in the head or something like that. <laughs> Sammy has a concussion. Nowadays, you get slapped in the head, you miss practice. Back in our day, man, we have to play, man. Exactly. Well, yeah. He, I think he's bouncing back. Though. I heard he was going to try to yeah. play, and that may change between airtime and you know the time we are talking right now. Um, I also mentioned Michael Thomas earlier at the top. What do you do there, dog? Uh, well, Michael Thomas, man, hey, you can go out and trade for, I would say, a Jared Cook, uh, because I thought Jared Cook should have got more targets last week. This looks like Drew, Drew Reese's. Losing a step. He looked terrible versus the Raiders. But uh, I would just – I would kind of gamble with Jared Cook, you know, if you can go out and trade for him, put him in your tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, um, you have a – what's the other cat? Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. So, yeah, go ahead and get Emmanuel Sanders if you can. But he's probably scooped up a lot of places. But uh, that's about it, man, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're going to still like – I don't see uh, – um, what's, the, what's the guy number 10 um, – Fuck, I forgot his name. I had him last year or whatever. Uh, take take yeah, one, was, something or another. Yeah, take one eel or something like that. Yeah, whatever his name is. His number mama, 10. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, number 10. He's a bum. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just like I don't see him like 
uh, turning up like that. Traquan Smith or some of his name. I forgot his name. Something yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Quan, yeah. Antoine, True Quan, yeah. whatever Quan. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bum. That's why I don't know. <laughs> so I might have got his number wrong. <laughs> yeah, number ten, eleven. Other no, number eleven, number ten. One of them. We'll look. We'll look yeah. it up, folks. It's been a long, long week so far. Frustrating um, week. Yes, and I, you know, I jumped on the Sanders train, train last week, and I told you to get him even before Sanders or Thomas was hurt, or actually as Thomas was getting hurt, I guess. Um, right. I'm still there. Go with Emmanuel Sanders. Try to get him if you don't have him. He 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 flourished early with San Francisco after the trade last year. There's no reason he can't do that again, especially the way that New Orleans throws the ball. So don't give up after that 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 terrible performance that he put out there this past Monday night. Um, this is the best part of the show, folks. Our ad suggestions. Who are you adding this week, dog? Man, I'm, like I said, dude, uh, my guy Nikhil Harry in uh, New England. Uh, he was targeted 12 times by Cam Newton, man, and uh, he had eight receptions for 67 yards. So I'm looking at him like, hey, you know, I think he'll bubble. He's going to you know bubble. Go out and get, yeah, go out and get Harry if you can. Because uh, Cam's looking for a difference. Cam will make a receiver better. You know, he'll make a receiver. Because mm-hmm. Edelman already has a name, but he's looking for somebody else. Because yes. Edelman's going to be used as a decoy, hopefully, a little more. Because he gets a lot of targets also. Because you can't just feed him all game like I know you want him to but you can't you gotta you gotta stress the field and Edelman really can't stress the field you know yeah. so yeah go out and get Harry you know that's why I would go out and look and grab Harry and uh that's about it that's all I can see yeah more on that trade folks I keep teasing it coming up later um my ad and I, we mentioned it already uh you know if he's on the waiver wire Devontae Freeman Obviously, uh, signed a contract with the Giants. The Giants are down Saquon Barkley. We've gone over it. He's going to be the lead dog there, so go ahead and pick him up. Mike Davis, though, uh, also is going to have value just because, like we mentioned before, he's going to be there multiple weeks replacing Christian McCaffrey. So those are my two ads of the week. Your rising star dog. Who is your rising star? My rising star of the week is Mark Ingram. You know, he's going to start getting more touches. I feel like something big is going to happen with this guy. You know, he's been getting uh, more and more opportunities. Uh, he got in the box last week. So that's my rising star of the week. Yeah, my rising star. And, and again, I, I gave you guys Josh Allen last week. He gave you 40-something points. So there you go. But this you week, did good yeah, you, you know, I, I do what I can. Alvin Kamara, folks, it's not, he's not really a rising star, but I just have to give him props because – with Michael Thomas gone, you if you watch Monday night, you got a sneak peek at what New Orleans is going to do in his absence. And that was to feed the ball to Kamara as many times as possible. Listen to these numbers here, dog. He ran the ball 13 times, 79 yards, two touchdowns. He, on passing, nine receptions on nine targets. That's 100%. 95 yards. Uh, 37 points for me personally. I mean, you guys have different scoring out there. But essentially... This is going to happen every week, folks. And yeah, yeah, maybe he's not going to get 30, but it's going to be very hard to keep this man under 20 points for the rest of the year just because he's going to get volume. And we don't know when Michael Thomas comes back. At least while he's out, he's going to get that that big bulk of volume that you want. And even after Michael Thomas, he's going to still be Alvin Kamara. So that's my rising star of the week just to keep a look at. If you can find somebody stupid enough to trade him to you, go ahead and jump on that immediately. Right. Um. 
who you dropping? If you adding, you got to drop somebody. So, dog, who you dropping this week? Uh, I might drop Tevin Coleman. It's something going on down there. He's having so many issues. You know, um, they're hiding something. I, it's, I don't know what's going on. He was heavily involved last year in their offense, and now all of a sudden he's just, it's just injury prone, man. Like, and then one game he was he's going to miss because of the weather was bad in San Francisco. Yeah. You know, could do to the fires. Yeah. So he's the only player that's going to miss the game because he has an underlining ailment or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the man. sickle it's, cell. I, I would, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's well, a black people him. thing. Black people have sickle cell. White people. Yeah, don't I'll drop him. I would go ahead and drop him because it just seems like it's not going to work out this year. Yeah. Um. You know, and Tevin Coleman's always hurt too. That's another guy who stays, you know, unfortunately unhealthy for football. Uh, Jack Doyle is my guy to drop this week. He's been out. He's didn't play last week. May not play this week. Um, you got if you got him, you got him late as a you know obviously a starting tight end who does get targeted quite quite often. So you're hoping for a bargain there at two weeks in with no real indication of when he's going to come back. Go ahead and drop him and go pick up you know somebody who can help you immediately. Again, stay deep this year, folks. Make sure that roster's nice and deep. Because you got COVID out there, you also have a bunch of guys that may not be in the best of shape because of training camp or lack thereof. Um, the disappointment of the week, dog. Who disappointed you? You know what? I don't really like to harbor on guys that um, got injured. You know what I mean? Because it's hard to. But Devontae, I mean uh, Devontae Adams, man. It's yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> You know, really? <laughs> he just pulled up with a slight hamstring and you couldn't come back in the game. It's just like, you know, I you know, I don't know what what he's feeling on the inside, you know. But it's just oh man, he, he's my disappointment of the week because he I rely so heavy on him, him and uh D Hop. Yeah. You know, so uh that was really and, and Sammy Watkins, he gets you know, these guys are getting hurt, you know, like what can I do? He got slapped over the head, now he can't play. You know, <laughs> at two points. So, you know, <laughs> Doggy was, was just terrible. <laughs> Doggy is bitter this week, folks. Yeah, it was just horrible, man. No, my dis- I had a bad week, and I and I really could have, I really could have won my matchup. You, you really, know, you were right there. You were right there. I was right there, but I, I should have played Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, Todd, Todd Gurley's my disappointment of the week, um, and it's not because of Todd Gurley. I think this is a situation where. You're upset at the team that he's on because they don't know how to do very simple shit like hold a lead, a 50-point yeah. lead with five minutes left against the Cowboys. And, uh, and it, it, would, it wouldn't be so bad except for these are the same guys that did the same thing in the Super Bowl not too long ago. They, they're up 28-3 to against the Patriots. They let that one go in pretty much the same way they let this one go. They have not figured out how to run the ball to run the clock out. And by them getting Todd Gurley, you think, okay, they figured it out. They they got to have a running game. No, they didn't. He ends up with six points versus Dallas. The mm. the entire second half should have been Todd Gurley. He's, right. he's not injured by any indication at all. I don't know why they feel the need to continue to chuck the ball when they're ahead. We don't know why they're you know running away from onside kicks like they did when they're supposed to be receiving onside kicks. We don't know any of that. But what we do know, and this actually speaks to a whole new segment we're going to do this week, Dougie, and it's, it's called Black People Shit. And this is, Uh-oh. no, it's great. It's, it's great because it's a big, my big black fantasy podcast. We get to right. talk black people shit. 
It's a new segment. It's called Black People Shit. And what it is, is what black people think about while they're watching football games. Okay, so in this instance, again, talking about the Atlanta Falcons, you're looking at a coach that has, Quinn, Mr. Quinn over there, that has blown lead after lead in the same fashion, one time on the biggest stage in the world in the Super Bowl. Yet, he still has a job. Yeah. But there's another side of the story. Somebody like a Mike Tomlin, who's 2-0 and and never had a losing record, every year there's a contingent of fans calling for Tomlin to be fired. Because He's on a hot seat every year. Every year. Every year. <laughs> so as a black person, again, this is just black people shit. This yeah. is what I think about when I'm watching the game. Is that how does Mike Tomlin get on a hot seat and this guy Quinn keeps a job after losing the same way for several years? And it, yeah. it goes back also to the whole thing about the guy, the coach in Arizona, Clingsbury, Clingsmith, Kling, whatever his name is. His mama yeah. Kling. He's a mediocre offensive coordinator with a losing record in college. He gets this job as an Arizona Cardinal. First thing he does is he goes and tells the GM, hey, I don't like the quarterback you picked the year before in the first round. And they get rid of the quarterback and bring oh, in Rosen. His, Yeah. They got rid of Rosen. Now, that might have been that the right. That was something else, right? Yeah. That might have been the right decision, but could Tony Dungy walk into the Indian Bob Ursay's office and say, "I didn't like Peyton Peyton Manning. Could you please get rid of him?" No. Or let's just say you let's just say, dog, you're the black coach that we'll say we'll take you back to 1989 or 90 or whatever, and you're the black coach the Cowboys hired, and you're coming in and you don't like Tro- Troy Aikman. And 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 what do you, what do you think Jerry Jones's chances are that he would let you get rid of Troy Aikman? He might fire you on the spot for even bringing it up. Yeah. So that's really the sort of capsulate, you know, what black people think about this black people shit. That yeah, think about just like the- you mentioned, uh, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. I was thinking about that when you, before you even started this segment. Exactly, because it's black let, people let shit. That be, let that be Lovey Smith. Oh, he please. got fired after that Cowboy. Oh, he would have got you know? fired after the Super Bowl. And look how bad Hugh got treated in Cleveland. You know, like, yeah. and since he didn't have any talent. That, well, that, he, he, he didn't like Baker Mayfield. I, he saw it all the way. He's a quarterback's coach. Yeah. You know? And um, he looked at Baker Mayfield like, you're not shit. That's why Baker Mayfield really hated him. Yeah. Because he probably went in that front office and said, this is not the one. I don't want him. Mm-hmm. You know, and look at him. Look and what he's doing. But you see, and that's a good point, dog, because you, that's exactly what I'm talking about with Kingsbury is that he was able to come in and change the entire plan, the agenda of a team after not having any experience in the league. Hugh Jackson right. has been a head coach, has been a coordinator. And, you know, we don't know what was said in meetings. We can only assume he did not like Baker and they went and picked Baker. So right. there you have it. But that's, you know, that's that's black people shit. That's what we think about during football games. Stuff like that. So, All right. there you have it. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? The, you know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you, you, you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You, yeah. You're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. Touch of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got 
Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called right. Yeah. It's called the Power Banger. Yeah. And it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm gonna it, tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show. Do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning and then right after the uh late game, mess with it again before the uh the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance, get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get thirty five percent off purchases over hundred twenty five dollars. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the LA area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, dog. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. So now we'll bring you the sneaky play of the week, dog. Who do you got for the sneaky play? Well, it's not really a sneaky play, but it is a sneaky play. Mm-hmm. He is a star, yeah. Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton, uh, I think he's going to demolish the Raiders, you know, and um, run all over them, pass all down the field. I think he's going to have a great, great, great game. So that would be my sneaky play of the week. Yeah, I think, like I said, you want to get a piece of Cam in some regard at some point during the season. Maybe not every week. If you can't get Cam himself, go get you a Julian Edelman like I did, and we'll discuss later. Uh, Stay away from that backfield. And even like Dog said, Nikhil Harry is even a possibility because Cam looks like Cam for the first time in years. Um, He does. My sneaky play of the week was Devontae Freeman for people who jumped out before he got on the wire like I did. Um, being able to pick him up as a free agent before, especially if you're two and zero, you would have never got a shot at him. But you know, NFL.com lets you pick your free agents. If if he, if the guy hasn't played, you could pick him during the during the game. So I took advantage of that. And you know, dog, I already got one bad phone call from somebody in our league complaining about that. That I was just oh, yeah. too, I was too quick on the trigger, but I was definitely within the rules. So to, right, yeah. So you know, you always got to be have your eye on the ball in this. Otherwise, you're going to get sniped. And the sneaky play, my sneaky play, Devontae Freeman, now a member of the New York football Giants. Um, Man. Okay, let's take a look back because we're a fair show and we always like to go back. We don't just pedal out information and just say, hey, fuck off, whatever. We want to tell you where we're right and where we're wrong. And you could see, hey, is this guy right all the time? You know, should I trust him? Where we were right, dog? Where were you right? I was right, even though I didn't start him. I was right. I hope the listeners listened last week. Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, man, you know, he had 35 fantasy points. Um, He threw for 397 yards. He had a passing touchdown. He had two rushing touchdowns. And he almost won the game at the end. They just, you know, like, they're trying to seem like they're trying to beat him like an old slave trying to run him too much. But (laughs) uh, he's Cam Newton. Hey, man, that's where I was right last week. He's he's just like you said, he's starting to feel – like the old Cam again, man. Like he has a chip on his shoulder. He's looking for a contract, and even though if, if I think uh, I think uh, the Patriots, if he has a decent year this year, because right now he's a top ten quarterback, easy in the league. So I think they should pay him. Yeah, I think it's the future there for Cam. I think he, you know, Josh McDaniel seems to like him. Bill Belichick, most importantly, seems to like him. 
He's it, it's a New England Patriot offense that we've never seen in the last twenty years, and Cam is to thank for all of that. So I'm right. I'm supporting. I don't have him on my team necessarily, but I'm supporting him because he is uh, throwing the ball to my new guy, Julian Edelman, which we'll get to in a second. Um, where I was right this week, uh, Miles Gaskin with the uh, yeah. Miami Dolphins. I told you to pick him up last year. He showed bursts this year. In, in a very weird Miami offense, he's actually their lead back, although he doesn't start. He gets his runs. He also gets involved in the passing games. He picked up 13 points for you if you had to put him in your lineup. Um, also, I was right about the whole uh, Connor debate in Pittsburgh. Um, people ran out and got snail, and I said, you know, pump your brakes because there is a loyalty to James Connor on this team. There, You know, this stuff... It's sometimes political. The coaches like you, the teammates like you, you have a little bit more respect. You maybe get to hold on to your position a little bit longer. Snail, by every indication, has shown he's the better runner. However, Connor has loyalty uh, to, you know, he has people like him. And so he got the bulk of the carries, and I wasn't surprised. So if you wasted that waiver wire pick on Snail, better luck next time. Um, Now, also, I told you to run out, hey, take a look at Corey Davis. A.J. Brown yeah. is out. Corey has always had talent, just has never really put it together. With A.J. Brown, <clears throat> excuse me, with A.J. Brown missing more time, it's totally, totally, totally possible that Corey begins to pick up the slack from years past and continues to get in the end zone because they don't have a whole lot of other people to go to. Johnu is yeah. taking off. Yeah. But in and terms Tannehill, of, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but Tannehill likes Corey Davis. I mean, yeah. They're starting to get like a report, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I like that. I like that, Corey Davis. You were right with that, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I I tend to dabble in fantasy sports from time to time. Um, where I was wrong is Paris Campbell, and this is mostly just injury. You know, he's getting targeted a lot. Uh, he's targeted probably just as much as T.Y. Hilton, and he got hurt, and now he's out. I was I by injury I was wrong. I will go ahead and lay claim to that, even though the injury is the reason I was wrong. I think Paris has another hat would have had another good game if he had not gotten hurt. Um, now we're gonna I've been teasing it all show because I've been anxious. Hey, to look, what I was wrong too, man, with the, Miller from Chicago, the wide receiver, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I said that motherfucker <laughs> gave a motherfucker zero. <laughs> he only got targeted three times. Ah. You know what I'm saying? That shit sucked. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and then I was wrong with Sammy Watkins. But, you know, hey, what can you do with an injury? Just like you said, like, what can you do? What can you say? What, what can you do? The best thing you do is try to put your team in position to win. The rest is on them. Um, it's Guys like Miller are tough because whenever you're not going with that number one receiver, that's sort of the risk you take. You know, you pick somebody uh, hoping that he gets – there's enough volume to go around. Uh, unfortunately for Dog this year, this week – there was not. Um, and now let's get into the trade we made, folks. Last week we told you I had made Dog an offer. I had Malcolm Brown. I was going to trade him to Julian Edelman. We completed the deal on Sunday game day. You guys know that Edelman went off for 25 points and Mike, Malcolm Brown went off for four. So, so far I have the better end of this trade. And, Doggy, when I proposed this to you, what were you thinking? I Because I want to get both mindsets to let our listeners know what we're going for in trade when it's time to trade that sort of thing go ahead um i was going for uh, uh every down back like michael brown like he would get a lot of touches he had 25 points in the week before 
So why wouldn't I make that trade? And I needed a back, you know, really bad because Le'Veon went down. And um, so, and then I, I, I felt like it was Sammy Watkins time. Like, you know, I wanted to play him more mm. um, just because Patrick Mahomes, you know, he has a great quarterback and he finds the open man, you know, and they have a pretty good rapport together. And he had a good week one. So I was like, well, shit, I could get rid of Ju- Julian and uh, pick up a, a, a solid back, yeah. you know, until Le'Veon gets back and um, and just, you know, be steady, you know, with my team, just stay afloat. But, hey, just like it was only one week. So, you know, I'm not going to just sit here and pout over it, you know. Yeah. It's just one week. We'll see what happens. Even though Brown broke his finger, he might not play this week. So we'll just see what happens. And I want to tell the listeners one more thing. Mm. You see all these injuries and going on with this pandemic. Let me tell you right now, if you guys have extra roster spots, if you guys commissioner got you extra roster spots, go get Antonio Brown because he's get him early and put him down there because he's going to he might be your savior this year because I can see a team like Green Bay going after him. I can see somebody giving him a shot. Because he's suspended for eight games, but hey, those playoffs, he, he, hey, if you have him on the playoff roster, it'll be a killer for you. Hey, bold words by Dog. Um, getting back to our trade, I was thinking, and I, my, my thought pattern was the same as Dog, but I had a lack in another, I had a, a, a need for a wide receiver. And I didn't feel comfortable going two weeks in a row with Deshaun Jackson. Um, Deshaun Jackson, great career, obviously, but in my eyes, he's essentially become a gimmick player. He's a, you know, either a feast or famine. He catches a long, a long ball. You might, he might win you your week, but if he doesn't, you're sort of up against it. Um, I had a, a surplus of backs, including Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown's situation was not as solid as my other backs, but I still believe, you know, like I said, it's only one week. I think Malcolm Brown ends up helping dog in, in some respect because like he is short at running back with Le'Veon Bell out. But Malcolm Brown, I knew had enough value to get me Edelman. And did I know Edelman was going to go for a career high that night? No, I did not. But I knew he was more more stable than Deshaun Jackson. And that's why I pulled the trigger. So I still think it's a good trade. I think it's going to work out for both people. We'll see as the uh, year progresses, and we'll go from there. So I think we've gotten to the end of our show. A very quick time, right at 32 or so minutes. Doggy, you have any last words of wisdom for the folks out there in fantasy land? Just keep grinding, man. Stay on that waiver wire, make moves. Um, don't be scared to pull the trigger. If you need to make a trade, make a splash, baby. That's it. Yes, definitely. You know, look at your, your roster each week and think about it. Hey, can I go into this week comfortably and get a win? And if the answer is no, look to make moves. Know what the other guys in your need, your league need, and that makes you a better trade partner. If you come at some bullshit, you're just wasting everybody's time. Don't offer people, you know, scraps for like Travis Kelsey or something crazy like that. Don't waste people's time. They don't appreciate it. Go with something real. And that, that's what we did this past week. So anyway, if you want to reach us, we're on Facebook at My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. I'm also at B underscore MBBFP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. And that's it until next week. So if you're one and one, go get that second victory. If you're 0 and 2, it's time to buckle down and get tough. And if you're 2 and 0 like me, baby, just go get number three and start thinking about that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I like that. Bye. So we're, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, you guys have great luck and get out of the week healthy for crying out loud. Last week was a travesty. I'd like to see everybody get out with healthy players this coming week, unless I'm playing against you. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, no, he's not kidding. He's no. Not kidding. He's, not kidding. <laughs> he's dead fucking serious. Oh, boy. For the bread. We're we playing for the bread. So, yeah, yeah. so until next time, folks, we'll see you then. Stay safe. All right, peace out. Peace out.